few months ago. On a Wednesday night, my father, Allah Shalom, passed away here in Brooklyn. And we had to make quick arrangements for burial in Israel. We had a funeral here in Brooklyn. Then we got on a plane, myself and two other brothers. We didn't fly uh, first class or business class. It was actually a very, very uh, tight flight. Not that it mattered then, but it was, it was exhaustion. From Wednesday morning in the hospital, Wednesday night, straight to the funeral, to the plane. Finally, we got to Israel. It was Friday, about 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It was very hot. But we had to rush to make sure we were able to make the burial before Shabbat. And so we did. And Baruch Hashem, we got there right before Shabbat. Everything worked out the way it's supposed to work out. That was about 5 o'clock. So we wanted to sit for a little bit before Shabbat. So we went back to the hotel. We sat for about an hour. Some people came to visit. Now it's six o'clock. So we're talking, where should we pray? So we'll go to the Kotel. We're probably not going to get a chance to go to the Kotel. We're going to go pray Friday night at the Kotel. So we went to pray there. And I'm sure many of you have been at the Kotel Friday night. It's uh, Kibbutz Galuyot. You have people from all over the world. It was packed. We found the Minyan, actually, some Syrian boys. We actually prayed Minhan Arbit with them. And then we were going back, going back to the hotel. And I lost my two brothers. I couldn't find them. So I figured I'm going to stay on the side, the left side, which we'll go in. There's no other way out. They're either going to go to the ladies' section, which I didn't think they would do, or climb the kota, which is not going to happen. So the only way out is the left side. So I wait. So I was just standing there, just like this, and I'm watching people come out. I guess I didn't have a smile on my face. It wasn't that kind of day. And as I'm watching people go, one man stops. man who never saw me before in his life. I never saw him. And he says to me, he says, hey, cheer up. Life's good. So if my initial reaction was not something I want to talk to you about, But I stopped right there. And I realized that the man meant well. He was trying to help. I was going to tell him why perhaps I wasn't smiling, but I didn't feel it was appropriate. He's happy. Why do I make him feel bad? But I just imagine what would have happened if I told him. He would have been quiet on the spot. He would apologize till no end. And then it really hit me.
when I realized, I said to myself, how many times do I do the same thing as this man? How many times do I see someone and before I even understand what they're going through, I already have the answer to their question. How many times do we give advice to people without really knowing what they're going through? And sometimes after we give advice, we walk away thinking, how could they not do this? And if they don't do it, we get bothered. How did they not follow what we said? It's so obvious. We do this all the time. We see something quickly and we have the whole story in our mind already pictured. And it's a mistake. It's not only for God. It's every person that we see. When we see doing so, someone doing something inappropriate to us especially and to others, before we react in a in a way that makes them guilty. Before we indict them. Before we lose our patience with them. Remember that God himself takes into account when a person does something wrong in the eyes of God, God too looks at that person's challenges. He sees his pain and his toil and he sees what brought him to this end. And God is more lenient as a result. We must follow the ways of God. And we too, when we see the pain of others, when we realize that other people have issues that they're dealing with, when we see a bigger picture, we will be able to let things slide and let things go.